Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello everyone, Mac and Ken's here. We are back on the podcast and just loving it. Today's episode is for the girl who is the rescuer and we have a very special guest and friend, Maddie Boisk. Yes, Maddie is actually one of our current interns and she's been interning for us for what, like a year or so now? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like at our office, we joke around that Maddie's unofficial but somewhat official title is Ken's personal assistant, which I find very unfair because I don't have a personal assistant. Yeah, it looks like she has a favorite around here. Okay, It's okay. pretty awesome. Whatever, whatever. But yeah, she helps out Ken's with a lot of things. Um, but Maddie, to me, is just one of those girls who's so mysterious. Every day she walks in the office and I'm like, hey, Maddie, what's up? I want to know everything. Every detail of your life, and she's just so chill and calm. It's just like, yeah, what's up? What's up? Hey. <laughs> and it's been really funny because we asked Maddie to be on this podcast all of two minutes before, and she was so down. So I'm so excited to learn more about her. Yes. But before we get into it, we wanted to give you a full profile of the rescuer, what their tendencies are, and a little bit more information. So here you go. The rescuer is the girl who falls for the bad boy every single time. She's never brought a guy home that her dad approves of. Her dream guy is probably emotional, brooding, mysterious, and either rides motorcycles, is in a band, or writes poems in his spare time. She sees the potential in almost anyone, but is especially drawn to guys with good looks, attractive personalities, and a little damaged on the inside. With her help, she can turn any bad boy into a heart of gold. To put it simply, the rescuer chooses relationships that make her feel needed. She wants to be the exception to the rule, the girl that finally helped the guy get on the right path. The rescuer is typically the girl who would date a non-believer, hoping that she can be a part of his transformational story. She falls in love with the potential of people rather than the reality of who they really are. Because of this pattern, she often finds herself constantly defending her relationship to her family and friends and isolating herself from people that love her most. Not only does she isolate herself from community, but she also begins to hold God at arm's length. She fears him convicting her relationship and would rather keep it under her control. So there are several tendencies that mark a rescuer. First up, we hate to say it, but the rescuer probably has a few crappy ex-boyfriends. She doesn't always pick the best guys to date. The next is that she's defensive and protective about her relationships. Because she might not pick the best guys, she's often defending them so that others can see the best in them. Next up, she struggles creating healthy emotional boundaries. She's an all-in type of girl, which is a great thing, but sometimes she takes that a little too far. 
The next is that she places her identity in the people she surrounds herself with. This means that usually whoever she's dating or with at the time, she really just pours herself into them and can't see much of herself outside of that. Next up, the rescuer is the most likely of all the types to date a non-believer. She might be into missionary dating. (laughs) The last is that she finds validation in others needing her. When other people need her and want her in their life, she loves this and feels affirmed. She feels like she's doing her best and feels her best. Yes, so that's a little bit about The Rescuer, but we're going to learn so much more in our talk. We're so excited, and let's get into it. Yay! Maddie, we're so happy to have you here with us, talking all about The Rescuer. How pumped are you? Scale from 1 to 10. 11. 11. What? Do you love talking about boys? Yes. Oh my goodness. You do love talking about... Maddie was in my small group this summer and I feel like you always had a good story to tell about. Absolutely. About an ex-boyfriend or something like that. So speaking of, let's hear a little bit about your dating history. We want to hear about the boyfriends, the not boyfriends, where you're at, current dating status, all the things. Um... I've had two serious boyfriends. Both of them were like half believer, half not believer, but I thought that I could change that. Okay. (laughs) And then I've had a lot of people that I have led on, I guess, because I have like done things for them and like mommed them and like things like that but didn't actually want to date them, I guess. Okay. Mm. Wow. All clear signs of the rescuer already. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. Okay. So tell me about your last boyfriend. How long did you guys date for? When did you break up? Why did you break up? All the deets. All the deets. Yes. We want the details, Maddie. So my last boyfriend, we actually only dated for six months, but it like went real fast. Okay. Um, we met at Disney World when I was an intern there. And so when our internship Was he ended, a character at Disney World? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, he was so he was just a visitor at Disney World? No, he no. he worked at my work, but he wasn't like a character. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you guys met at line, in line or something. No. Oh, no. She worked at Disney. Story. She did the Disney program. Okay, yes. cool. Okay. Moving on. Um, so when our program ended... He moved to Chicago. I moved to Nashville. So it was long distance for a little bit. And our whole relationship, it was kind of like he would just say, like, I believe in God. I just don't believe in church. And I I was like, "I, I can understand that. People have been burned by church before, but that doesn't mean I don't love God. And I can fix that. I'll find a church that he'll love. Okay, yeah. And so then when he moved to Chicago... I moved to Nashville. I started getting super involved with the churches here. And I started to, I guess, go in one direction. And he was going in a different direction. And he eventually was like, I don't believe in God at all. And that's when, like, no one's ever been, like, straight up clear with me. Like, I do not believe in God. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even justify it. And so I was like, this isn't going to work. So then we kind of just went our separate ways oh Uh, my goodness yes I like that so tell us a little bit more about this like I love it sounded like when you guys were living in different places you really started investing more into your faith 
and going to a really awesome church and it was probably teaching you more about God and you were just super passionate about your faith. Did you start to feel like an obvious disconnect at that point? Yeah, I feel like when I was in Florida, there wasn't that much like Christ-like community around me. Mm -hmm. Um, There weren't a lot of um, churches that I felt that I fit with. And so I wasn't as um, like on fire and like just going after things of God. And when I came to Nashville, I started going to a church that some would consider like radical Christianity. And um, for me, it came out of like my relationship with God and loving God and wanting to do what he says. But my boyfriend at the time, he saw it as like legalism. And I was doing these things because I felt like I had to, or I was not doing certain things because the Bible told me not to. And I really wanted to do them, but I shouldn't. Yeah. But in reality, I just didn't want to do like things that, yeah. like things of sin, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that's cool. Like that you had such a radical heart transformation and it sounds like, or just an experience with rescuers that I know oftentimes will, you'll kind of get yourself in these situations of oftentimes I think at the beginning of the relationship, you kind of want to be the one that could change them. So you see the red flags at the beginning. You kind of see like, oh, they might not be the best. They're kind of half in a, in their walk with the Lord, halfway out. And you almost, I think you called it before missionary dating. You mm-hmm. almost missionary date them into thinking, well, I can be the one to change them. Has this been like a pattern for you in a lot of relationships? Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) My first boyfriend was like the same exact thing. I thought that I could change him and nope. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. (laughs) Where do you think that mindset comes from? Like, why do you think it is that you're, you're drawn to guys like this? And why do you think it is that like, it's almost more exciting for you when there's the opportunity to change them? I feel like even in my friendships, I like to feel needed. Mm -hmm. Um, like I love, I love hanging out with people, but I love when someone specifically calls me and says, Hey, I need to talk to you about this or, Hey, I need you to hold me accountable for this. Or, Hey, I need you to help me with this. Like, I love when people text me and just say, Hey, let's get coffee. But I also, I love feeling like they thought of me and they needed me for this. Yeah, that's so good. So I think so interesting because there are relationships where like you're a friend or it's a relationship, but then there's a relationship that feels special and you're like, oh my goodness, I filled a void in their life that nobody else could have. And that is, I think, one of the clear signs of the rescuer. So I think it's even cool that you can admit that and be able to to (laughs) realize that about yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know what is the Lord teaching you now you're single, you're not dating anybody and Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're, but you and yourself, you're probably attracted to these guys that maybe have a past or ones that are hurt that you can help. What is God teaching you about this desire? Like, how are you going to approach your next relationship? I feel like I have constantly had the very untrue view that Christian guys are just boring Mm -hmm. and that they're all just nerdy and (laughs) nerdy and (laughs) interesting I know (laughs) tell us more um 
then my sister actually married like a very strong Christian. He's super hot, like super attractive. <laughs> so you're saying that you found a couple that aren't nerdy and eh. yeah, and it kind of showed me like, oh, it doesn't. They're not all nerds. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I feel like God has kind of just been working in me because I feel like I'll see a guy and I'll be like, not my type, nope. And he's kind of just like working in me to say like, you don't know that. Mm. Have you, did you introduce yourself? Like, have you talked to him? Do you know what his walk with me is like? Like, and God's just kind of like softly kind of turned me back around. And, um, I've kind of focused less on like looks and what I'm typically attracted to and, um, focus more on what is their relationship with the Lord and then focus on like, am I attracted to them? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, I feel like I've done a good job. I, there's this guy in my class. He, I have a huge crush on him. <laughs> and then one day we, we were, we were in our lab and someone had randomly asked him, they were like, um, are you religious at all? And he was like, no, I don't believe in God. And immediately I was just turned off and I was like, no, nope, not for me. Okay. I like wow. that. On to the next. Good. <laughs> when usually I would be like, I can fix that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. You're maturing as a rescuer. I want to know, so what value do you see in having like a Christ-centered relationship? You know, the scripture talks about being equally yoked and be able to run the race together. Like what value have you seen in that? What do you know of that now? Maybe looking at your sister's relationship or maybe just like in your alone time with God, what he's taught you about the value in being with somebody who's just as great as you are and pursuing God just as much as you are? Um, I guess just feeling like I'm not alone in the relationship, mm-hmm. like in past relationships, specifically with like purity, it's been an issue because I'm the one that wants to keep it pure. And then he's like, okay, well, well, we won't do anything because you don't want to do anything. Yeah. And, but I want someone who is just as on fire for God and has those same values as me and is going to say like, no, we're not doing that. And instead of me feeling almost guilty because I'm the only one holding it back from the relationship. Um, and it goes with like everything. Like I don't want to get drunk with you or I don't want to blah, blah, blah. I want him to also encourage me in that and go after the things of God with me instead of, um, me always having to keep myself in check. I want my significant other to keep me in check too. I want him to be my accountability partner rather than me having to hold myself accountable and him accountable. Yeah. It's really good. Really mm. good. I think too, one of the things of the rescuers, they're so quick to kind of just like lose themselves in a relationship and like go all in and the a relationship is really like high on their priorities list. But I think God does the most transformation when you kind of put that desire to the side for a second and you just really invest in your walk with the Lord. And um, I feel like you're in, in a time of singleness and even though crushes and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like how have you seen like your walk with the Lord, like intimacy with him just grow you and change you and challenge you and stretch you over the last couple months? Um, I feel like even just like on the weekends or something when I'm by myself on a Friday night or something and everyone else is on dates or whatever with their boyfriends, (laughs) um, just instead of seeing it as it sounds so weird, but like instead of seeing it as like me being by myself at home, I'm like, this is my hangout with God. Like, this is my time to be at home with God. 
because I feel like I'm always trying to find something to do or keep myself busy with something. And he's kind of just softly reminded me that like, you don't always have to be busy. You don't always have to be helping someone or doing something or feel needed or feel useful in every single moment because you still need moments for yourself to be poured back into. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And I think it's so important. Those are the moments that really speak identity over us and remind us that like, we're so much more than who we're in a relationship with. Like we're truly first and foremost, like we're his, we're God's, we're his children. And so how has like this time even strengthened your identity and just who you are and how like you realize how valuable you are and how worthy you are? I feel like even though I've grown so much, I still slip back into the mindset of like, I just have to get through singleness and then when Mm -hmm. I'm married, I'll be happy. And sometimes I just have to kind of step back and be like, would I be happy if God never brought me a husband? Like if I never got married? Because that's the reality for some people and that's what God's plan is for some people, but you just don't think it's for you. You're like, well no matter what, I'll get married or whatever. Yeah. And I've had to kind of challenge myself with that, with, um, being content without even the thought of marriage. Like I, that is a desire that I have and that's a dream that I have. And I know that God put that in my heart, but also my desire for God should be higher than my desire for a husband. And so I feel like just knowing that I'm okay without any of that, And that even if it never happens, I'll still be okay. Wow, I think that's so true. And I think it's like, you know, it's better to spend the rest of your life so close to Jesus and single and like really enjoy that intimacy with God than to be with somebody like, could you imagine being with somebody that's pulling you away from Jesus and away from that intimacy? Like it might temporarily feel like a good thing, but then long term, you're like, you're just, you're distancing yourself farther and farther from the Lord. And yeah. Have you ever felt like that in your own life? Like you want a guy to temporarily distract you from just like to just feel good for a second, even though he might not be good for you. Yeah. I feel like even in my past, that's how I would end up leading people on because Mm. I would just have nothing to do on a Friday night. And I'd be like, well, let's go get dinner. And they would take it as, oh, she's asking me on a date. But really, it was just me, like, wanting to feel known and wanting to feel needed. And that guy, I knew he would be interested in me, and I knew that he would go out to dinner with me. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just, and that was already what was comfortable for me. And so, because we were already friends, and I didn't want to go on, like, a first date, because it's awkward. I would rather just go out with a friend. And then it would start this whole cycle all over again. Yeah. I do ever feel like as, because as a rescuer, you often go for not the best guys. We've established that here. And do you ever feel like maybe deep down there's a part of you that believes like you're not good enough for a really awesome guy? Um, I definitely think that, yeah, sometimes that can like creep in, um, especially since I haven't been with the greatest guys. Mm-hmm. So definitely has given me a past yeah and um so now I feel like well now I'm going after the things of God but I also have a story that's part of me yeah and um that's something that I carry into every relationship and so if there's this really great guy sometimes I'm like I don't want to burden him with my past I want him to have a great girl and 
Um, sometimes I have to catch myself and just kind of say like, no, because when God forgives you, yeah. it's like saying it never happened. And, um, it's just as if you hadn't sinned. And I feel like sometimes, um, I just forget that. And I forget that I don't still need to feel guilty and I don't still need to hide behind that. Um, but instead like walk in freedom and walk in victory over that. Mm. And yes, it's a part of my past and it's a part of my story, but also it doesn't define who I am. Yeah, that's so good. I think rescuers like truly can change the trajectory of like the way they approach dating relationships by simply believing in their worth and in their value and realizing like that they deserve somebody amazing and like they deserve just this like beautiful, epic, awesome love story just as much as everybody else, no matter your past, no matter like what your last boyfriend was like, no matter any of that. And I think like that's when things really start to shift when you start to like really believe how loved you are by the Lord and like you wear that as your identity before anything else. And so I think that's really cool. I want to know too, so um, the rescuer also has this tendency that like when she's in a relationship, she kind of like forgets all her other relationships and maybe loses track of some friendships and just other people in her life. And since you've been in this time of singleness, um, I want to know like what have been some of the gifts of not having like this distraction of a relationship always? Um. There have honestly been so many, like I, if I want to plan a trip or I go to Honduras every year and I don't have to run that by anybody else, I can sign up, get my fundraising and go. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, if I want to go to Chick-fil-A, I can go to Chick-fil-A. Or if I want to go to this restaurant, I'll go to that restaurant. I don't have to argue with someone about where we're going to eat or what movie we're going to see. And Honestly, this past year, I went to the movies for the first time by myself. (laughs) Yes. It has become like a monthly thing. Like I used to think it was the most loserish thing to do. (laughs) And then I started doing it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I don't have to worry about someone like... Did you see that? Like, yeah, what do you think's happening right now? I totally bet she's gonna die at the end. Like, things <laughs> yeah. like that. I can just sit there and enjoy a movie by myself. <laughs> I love that. I'm actually always at the movies. You know that popcorn when you get butter on it, the top is like the best part. Yeah. And like you gotta fight for the top part of the the popcorn, yeah. and nobody take your popcorn from <laughs> you. <laughs> I've really never thought of that. It's true. Wow. <laughs> okay, I want to know. What do you like believe that God's best is for you for your future relationship? Like, what do you believe that he desires for you in your relationship? Um, I feel like someone to pour back into me because in every relationship I've had, it's been me pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. And, um, I want, I feel like God wants someone that's going to hold me accountable for my actions and hold me accountable, um, in my walk with God and just encourage me instead of me always feeling like, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling today? How are you doing today? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like God wants to pour back into me yeah. in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. 
So we've established, obviously, that next time you get into a relationship, you're going to find a really awesome guy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but I also want to know, just because you finally pick a good guy doesn't mean that there's still not going to be struggles and hardships in a relationship. And I think as the rescuer, it's still so important to create really healthy emotional boundaries. So for you, when you think about maybe the next time you get in a relationship, what are some emotional boundaries that you feel like would be really good and healthy for your next relationship? Um, I was actually like just reading a book about this last night, but, um, understanding that boyfriends don't get husband privileges. Yeah. I thought that that was cool That's because, really good. um, it can be all fun and innocent. Like let's cook dinner together at my apartment, like things like that, where there's not necessarily anything bad about it, but also, I know my intentions and my intention is to play house. Mm -hmm. And um, so I feel like just monitoring what my intentions are behind like each time we hang out. And I feel like really like not saying I love you before I know that I truly mean it. And like even after a first date, like not getting too excited um, and being like, thank you, God, this is the man for me. When, where's the ring? <laughs> <laughs> but be, but like after a first date, like just praying about it and being like, God, I I thought that went well. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and really just making God kind of like a third part of the relationship. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Love that. That's so good. Creating emotional, like healthy emotional boundaries in relationships is so important. Like you have to be patient. You have to like have open hands and allow God to speak into those places. Like, cause then that leaves room for him to convict you, to strengthen your relationship, to teach you in the midst of it. And that's so good. Okay. For all the rescuers listening, I want you to share some advice for them and picture, you know, a lot of rescuers might be in different places. Some are in relationships, but oftentimes of all the types, rescuers are most prone to date somebody. Maybe that's not the best for them, maybe even non a non-believer. And then the single rescuers are often just like maybe looking in the wrong places, whatever the situation might be, what like do you want to tell them? What advice do you have for them? For all the listeners out there, share some um, wisdom. I feel like for single girls, I feel like keeping in mind that you can't manipulate God. Yeah. <laughs> and you like you can't go to church events and be like, well, surely I'll meet my husband here because this is a co-ed Christian event and I'll meet a great guy. <laughs> and knowing that like you can't manipulate God's plan um, and that it's going to happen without your help, kind of. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's where I've gone wrong a lot of times is my trying to manipulate or rush God's plan. Um, and just understanding that even though like your friends around you may be in relationships and they may seem super happy all the time, there are downsides to every relationship and they might not necessarily be with the guy that they're going to marry either. And they could have heartbreak coming too. And so you're not alone and you're not the only girl that's single in the world. And really just focusing on your girlfriends and hanging out um, with guys as friends first so that you don't rush into a relationship and then feel stuck. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in a relationship, understanding that when you're not married, you are not stuck in this relationship. Like 
if you feel like you're seeing red flags everywhere and you're seeing and you're not feeling encouraged and you're not feeling like you're just feeling a little bit off, you feel like the Holy Spirit is kind of leading you in a different way. You are not stuck and you have the power to break up with someone like Mm -hmm. breakups are awkward and breakups are hard and it is going to hurt and it's going to be kind of crappy for a little bit. But don't let the fear of the breakup keep you in a relationship that you know God doesn't want you in. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, like when you have those convictions, like to like sink into them and to take action and to have faith and not just bury them. I think that's so full of truth. Yeah. yeah. So I want to know too, how these days are you talking to God about your future and about like, do you pray for your future husband or anything like that? What's that conversation with God look like these days? Um, I guess it's a lot more patient than it used to be because it used to be like, God, I pray that I would meet my future husband at church tomorrow. Tomorrow, please. Yeah. (laughs) But now it's like, God, I pray for him. I pray that he's praying to you. I pray that if he's not, then I pray that we would not meet yet. (laughs) And, um, just kind of asking God to protect me in that way emotionally. Um, and, also protecting him emotionally. And I, I kind of just pray to God, like help me to become the person that the person I'm looking for is looking for, you know? Yes. We love that. We love that. Andy Stanley quote. Mm, (laughs) You know that? No. (laughs) Um, uh, Andy Stanley has a whole sermon series on that. And I've been quoting that since like freshman year. I was obsessed with it. It was my whole thing. (laughs) Be the kind of Girl, that no, be the person that the person you're looking for is, is looking, looking for. for. <laughs> Love it. That's so true, especially for the rescuer to hear. Yeah. Okay. The last final question we have for you, we've been asking everybody, and that's how are you right here and right now in your everyday preparing for your future love story? I feel like I just said it. Like, honestly, stop not worrying about what the who the guy is going to be like is that him have I met him yet have I not met him yet but focusing on myself and like really being a person because I've attracted the wrong people because I haven't been like my true identity in Christ and I feel like once I see that live through that walk in that then the guys that God actually does have for me, they're going to start noticing me. Yeah. Yeah. And because right now I'm like, none of the good guys ask me out, but it's because maybe I need to stop looking at them and look at myself and just kind of say like, well, am I the type of girl that they would look for? And then go from there. Yeah. That's so good. And like, so real of you to be able to say that. And that's just such good advice and encouragement for so many people. We're so quick to like, look outward always and be like, Lord, where is he? Where is he? But there's something to be said about looking inwardly, going into like the secret place with the Lord and like really just strengthening who you are in him. And not to say that at the moment you do that, like your husband's going to magically fall out of the sky. But I think that like, you have to get your heart ready and prepared and that's how you prepare for your future love story. So I love that. That's so good. And my grandma used to always say a watched pot never boils. Oh, so I feel like (laughs) what does that mean? Like if you sit there and watch the water, it's not going to boil any faster, but if you go do something else, come back all of a sudden the water's boiling. I like that. So I feel like if you're every day, like God is today the day that I'll meet him. 
then it's gonna, it's gonna feel, like, feel a long time. like forever and you're gonna miss out on a lot of moments that god's yes. trying to have with you right now so wow, thanks grandma we yes. love this <laughs> grammy well maddie you're the best thank you so much for being so honest and for speaking to all the other rescuers out there i'm really excited for them to hear a little bit of your story and see god's story unfold in your life and their lives as well Thank you for listening to today's episode of For the Girl. If you want to know more about discovering your dating personality or the how to prepare for your future love story book, go to www.delightministries.com slash for the girl. If you're in college and looking for a Christ-centered community on your campus, go to www.delightministries.com slash delight chapters to join or start a delight chapter on your campus. Special thanks to our executive producer, Sam Gidley, for making this episode happen and for listening to all things for the girl. See See you next week. week.